Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. I'd like to thank Lori Miller one more time. Lori Miller from Developing Professional. She was in the previous interview. And if you didn't watch that interview, I'd like to suggest that you go listen, especially if you have employees that you're bringing back after quarantine. There are a lot of rule changes going on regarding FMLA, regarding OSHA, regarding how you have to set up your your, uh, work environment before anybody walks in the door and how you need to write down the procedure so that everybody on your team understands the rules. It's a crazy time and things are changing quickly. You got to keep up with it. So start by listening to uh, the interview with Lori Miller. If you still have questions, her contacts are in the show notes. Get a hold of her. Trust me, you need that. It's a dangerous time to be ignoring the changes that are going on. Next up, I have Mike Mertens. He's the executive director of Master Chong's world-class Taekwondo. We're talking about hand-to-hand combat here. We're talking about a physical type of activity. And if you're thinking, you know, COVID-19, you're thinking, well, there's no way that Master Chong's is open. Well, guess again. Within days, within days, they had a a fully interactive online version of Master Chong's Taekwondo. It was on the internet, um, right on their website. You could purchase it immediately, and uh, they never skipped a beat. COVID-19 knocked those guys on the mat, and just like they teach their students, they just wipe it off and they get back up. And it's extremely important for every small business owner to listen to this interview and to learn from this because they were networking and they were communicating and they were finding out what was happening in other Taekwondo uh, uh, gyms in other areas of the country. So they were being very proactive. So they were ready. They made the pivot quickly and every business owner needs to Make the pivot quickly. Listen to what Mike did and learn from that. Next up, Mike Mertens, Master Chong's world-class Taekwondo. Okay, I'm here with Michael Mertens. He's he's the executive director of Master Chong's world-class Taekwondo. Michael, thanks for coming in. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, about the business? Okay, sure. Um, well, I am a proud Taekwondo student and uh, master level instructor now uh, with 37 years of Taekwondo experience to my name. Uh, 27 years ago, I moved here to Western New York with my martial arts mentor and now business partner, Grandmaster Sun Chong. And we opened what became five uh, locations here in Western New York. And we currently work with around 1,800 uh, students uh, from you know, all the local communities, pretty much uh, children between the ages of four and 12, and then you know, people, their parents, their parents' age. So both adult, classes for both adults and children, uh, helping them to become physically fit, mentally more disciplined, and more self-confident through Taekwondo training, which is the Korean style of martial arts. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Now, before the COVID-19 crisis, how many employees did you have and what adjustments have you had to make since then? Well, we have, uh, uh, I guess for main instructors, uh, 16 full-time instructors. 
uh, we had several dozen part-time instructors uh, that were more likely teenagers who grew up in our program. Uh, and we did, you know, for now, our teenage staff are kind of on the sidelines while they're waiting for our on-class, our in-person classes to resume. But our full-time staff, I'm happy to say, we've been able to retain 100% of them. Wow. Uh, and, and as we'll talk about, you know, we've kept them fairly busy as we've transitioned to online classes. Wow. That, well, yeah, let's dig right into that. Cause I, I, I'm shocked to hear that. I'm, I'm, it's nice to hear that. I'm very curious as to how are you doing that? Well, we realized right away, you know, the relationship that we have with our students, the importance of them continuing to get their training, you know, was paramount. Uh, so obviously we became aware of the possibility of doing online uh, live classes through Zoom and uh, uh, being able to service our students in that way. And so, you know, we were throwing a little bit of a curveball when we realized that we weren't even going to be able to film these classes from our centers. Uh, but we did have seven of our, you know, main head instructors um, agree to film and perform classes from their homes or from their apartments. And so in this past week, we provided over 45 uh, online classes um, for the students at all different belt levels. In addition, the other staff who were on the sidelines began offering and scheduling private lessons. Uh, and I'm happy to say that last week, we taught 569 private lessons for wow. some of our students online. Um, we had a peak day of, I believe the, the number so far was 350 students take classes in a day, um, you know, with all the different levels. So we've tried to make our online solution as robust as our offline class offerings were. Wow, that's interesting. Let's let's kind of walk through that because uh, a lot of the businesses uh, have have become so paralyzed, you know, to the situation and and haven't been able to to pivot that quickly. Uh, kind of walk us through the process that allowed you to get from uh, just learning about the crisis to right. hey, we're going online and we're gonna we're not only gonna go online, but we're gonna get to a point where we're gonna keep everybody employed. That's incredible. Well, you know, I would, I would say that uh, I think it's helpful, and we talked with our team about this, you know, it's helpful to be connected to a bigger mission, uh, you know, to, to give you extra energy around a crisis like this. So we weren't, to be honest, just concerned about saving our income or saving our business. We wanted to continue to service our students, right? We had this mission that these children, these young adults, these uh, parents who are enjoying this fitness, this training, we didn't want to stop providing that to them. And so, you know, I wanted to be accurate when we use the phrase to some of our families early on that we will do everything we can to keep bringing you your Taekwondo training. And in our opinion, particularly for the young people, because we train uh, thousands of, you know, children throughout the year. Um, they need a sense of normalcy. They need a sense of structure. They need to be physically active and mentally engaged. You don't want them in front of a screen all day, every day during this extended uh, layoff. So we felt a tremendous sense of passion that we had to get this right and do it as uh, quickly as possible. And thankfully, I've got an incredible team you know, that helped us to make it work. I can't say that we didn't have any mistakes or any errors along the way, but everybody kind of picked up in their area what they were best at. Some were better at the tech, some were better at the online class planning, uh, some are in front of the, on the scenes teaching classes, some are behind the scenes, but everybody really rallied around that idea 
you know, we're just used to working with students all week long. That's what uh, makes us excited. That's what drives us. And to have that removed from us didn't just hurt our business. It hurt our, you know, hurt our pride. Uh, oh, so we wanted, to get that. we wanted to work that back as fast as, as we could. When you started that, then was it, was it, uh, who, who initially said, Hey, let's, hey, let's, let's, get, let's together get together and let's, um, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's figure out how we're going to do this. Um, who, who on your executive staff? I mean, how just explain to me how that happened. Sure. Um, well, you know, I'm happy to say that, you know, we're considered one of the leading Taekwondo schools in the country. And so I do speak at national events and I do network with other people around the country. Uh, as a result, I had, I guess, a little bit of a heads up as we watched, unfortunately, this uh, epidemic unfold. And so I was connected with the schools in, in California, you know, to be honest, the schools in California, the schools in Washington State, the Taekwondo schools were some of the first to close and some of the first to start saying, hey, you know, maybe we're going to consider doing some online classes and what platform should we use? Uh, I had been aware of Zoom, but probably been only on it maybe once or twice for a teleconference in the past. Uh, but we heard that idea. We started demoing it out or practicing it with our team. Um, a lot of practice sessions, actually, before we ever taught a live student, we had to learn, you know, where should we be standing and what techniques, you know, are, are better taught from the side? What's better front view? What's the right timing and pacing when you're working with uh, students of all different ages online? Um, but, you know, we, we honestly made the transition not in several weeks, but in several days uh, from, from when we heard the idea to, you know, when we went live. Wow. Good for you. That's great. And, uh, and you're just surrounding yourself with uh, uh, others in your community that uh, sounds like are hel helped you get there faster. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would encourage, you know, I guess as some general advice to any business owner, uh, I would say that the power of networking has been uh, unbelievably valuable to our organization, you know, for the entire time that we've been in existence. Um, and, you know, in our field, for the most part, people feel a sense of fraternity or a, friend, a sense of camaraderie to help one another because we, again, have this bigger mission about martial arts. But to be honest, at times like this, I would think that all businesses, if you're in the, the you know, pizza business, can you talk to other people who are in the pizza business and try to figure out what you can do to, you know, connect to more people about takeout and, and, and ordering online? Um, you know, we all need to help one another to get through this. And so now I'm obviously offering advice to other schools around the country based on what we're learning. Yeah, that's fantastic. Good for you. That's great. Now, Taekwondo, obviously a martial art, you're, you're, you're touching people, you're breathing on people, you're sweating on each. I mean, now post COVID-19, when everybody gets back to business again, possibly as early as mid-May, uh, uh, possibly, you know, early June, right. if you're allowed to open your doors, there's, you know, there's, there's not going to be a vaccination or anything. How, how are you going to keep not only your customers safe, but your employees safe? Sure, sure. Um, well, I mean, obviously, that's the biggest question on all of our minds. And once again, you know, luckily, I can be a little bit uh, get a little bit of a heads up. You know, I do have friends in, in uh, Georgia. I have friends in Ohio. Uh, I have friends in Alabama uh, who are operating schools or who will now be reopening their schools probably a little ahead of us here in New York. Um, you know, first of all, of course, we're going to conform with, with whatever the state tells us to do, right? If the state tells us that we must wear masks or we must wear gloves, 
you know, then we'll implement those procedures. But in addition to that, we will, I would say, add uh, procedures or protocols on top of that that we think ensure the safety of our students more. Uh, so whether it's the quantity of students that we have uh, per class, whether it's the you know, adjustments to drills and skills that we can do, whether it is the drop-off of parents. You know, we normally encourage parents to watch all of the classes in person, uh, but we might have to encourage them to watch them you know, online. Um, I heard a great uh, quote recently that, that helped me a lot for the way of uh, innovating. It's you know, a lot of great outcomes start with when you ask the question to yourself, what if we? You know, there's going to be a lot of time, you know, we could easily say to ourselves, there's no way we could, or it's impossible for us to. And, you know, if we're just willing to have the conversation, what if we were to, you know, and, and then again, I'm saying that that applies for almost any business, right? What if we were to try to offer this online? What if there was a way that we could, you know, teach the students with, you know, them using a piece of equipment instead of using a training partner? Um, so we're going through all that now. And as I said, ultimately, we'll end up conforming with everything the state requires and then probably putting some extra procedures on top of it. And then I think a, a big thing, a big part of this is going to be how do we then communicate that message to our members, communicate to our community that not only is Taekwondo beneficial uh, and helpful anyway, but in addition, we've also taken so many steps and precautions you know, to ensure our student safety. Ensuring student safety and well-being is a big part of martial art training to begin with. Uh, we just have to now channel our uh, creativity and innovation in some different areas to, to meet up with the, the new challenges. So uh, you're, you're watching some of the other Taekwondo businesses as they're opening up to see how they approach it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Once again, you know, why, why recreate uh, something that's already that's right. created? Good for you. Now, as far as the employees, um, are, are any of them, have you had conversations with any of them where, where they talk about being concerned about coming back? You know what? We have not yet discussed the idea of coming back with our employees. You know, we, uh, I should say that, you know, again, in terms of uh, management, uh, you know, we're having two Zoom meetings a week. You know, we normally used to meet in person live with all five of our location staff. Uh, once a week for three hours. And that included some physical training, you know, that we would go through. We've now found that we meet twice a week for an hour and a half online um, in the middle of the week to just kind of, kind of, uh, kind of review the class planning and what's going on with that. And then at the end of the week to kind of uh, review uh, how the full week went and start charting out the following week. Um, uh, so the topic of reopening has not really come up as a topic yet because we didn't really see it on the horizon. I would think that from this Saturday's meeting, we'll start to talk about it. And once again, uh, myself and my business partner, Grandmaster Chung, will start as a result of what we hear from out there in the community and the other, in the martial art community and the other areas, we'll now, start, we'll now start saying, okay, it looks like this seems to be a pretty consistent requirement among states. Let's prep for that in terms of the supplies we're going to need or the procedures we're going to need. Now, we're also hearing from this school owner or that school owner that they layered this on top. Is that something that we want to add into our system as well? Um, so it'll, it'll be kind of a research and development, uh, find out what's out there, an executive discussion, and then it'll filter down into our, into our staff. Wonderful. Wonderful. Very thought out. I like that. You think so? What, what kind of a, have you thought about uh, 
the potential drop off in membership? Do you expect that there will be? And if so, you know, what are, maybe what are you seeing in in some of the other places, or or what do you expect it might be? Well, I guess there's two parts to that question. First, there's the there's the drop off uh, that has occurred currently, right? So not a hundred percent of our students took advantage of our online classes the next day after that, you know, that 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 we launched them. As a result, we knew that we needed to be in the education and assistance business, right? Mm -hmm. So we needed to connect with the parents. Even in this day and age, some of our students' parents are not as tech savvy. Some of them are, to be honest, being raised by their grandparents or their grandparent is their primary caregiver. They definitely weren't as tech savvy. So helping people to be comfortable with the technology, where to go, how to go, to upload or to download the, the apps and to access the classes, um, we're doing that. And some people just feel so disrupted in their normal schedule that they're, that they're thinking, okay, we'll just wait until you know, the live classes resume. But again, none of us can control that. So we definitely reached out to try and uh, increase those percentages. And that seems to be working. We saw a great increase in classes as we started to do that. And then for the future, again, I don't know yet what the future holds. Um, again, as a small business owner, I know this. There will be some people who will be ready financially and motivationally to take advantage of our classes. There will be some people who will be very far away from being able to uh, take advantage of our classes. Maybe their financial situation has changed us, unfortunately, very dramatically. Mm -hmm. Then the largest group, in my opinion, is everyone who is wondering how much value is there going to be in those classes and how well are those classes going to be prepared for the safety and security of my, of my child. And so I guess my personality is to focus on that the most. It's, it's somewhat similar to our pre-coronavirus plan, which is I don't worry about what the government is doing. I don't worry about what the economy is doing. I worry about creating as much value and benefits for my members as possible. And then I assume that that's what's going to take care of the market. Do I expect we'll have a, uh, a little bit of a downturn? I, I do, honestly. Uh, but uh, we can control to a certain extent how big a downturn by making sure that we pivot and create as much you know real world value as possible as we as we go forward with this yes yes um do you see that potentially what you're doing online right now will remain as part of the business model you know that's that's been something that's been bantered about by different taekwondo school owners for sure um i feel fairly confident that the online training cannot and will not ever replace real world training it is definitely meaningful to have the physical touch of someone to adjust and position someone while learning a physical art like Taekwondo. I think there is a different kind of energy and camaraderie that comes out of being in live classes and working with a training partner and the challenge of, of working with different people. However, uh, first, I do think we'll have hybrid operations for a while. Uh, I think that whether because of the quantity of students we can have in the facility or because of people's hesitance to come into a facility uh, that will be operating dual systems and we'll be having online classes as well as in-person classes, possibly for several months. Can't know exactly until we see what, uh, you know, how things continue to unfold. Um, and then long-term, I can see some, some specified uses, you know, for it. Uh, 
perhaps we can have distance learning for people a little bit further out of our area than we would normally market to. Uh, perhaps having online content will allow students who are on vacation uh, to, to enjoy and you know, take some classes you know, uh, while they're away. And perhaps we can do some introductory lessons to people looking into our program and meet them online for the first time. Uh, but uh, do I think that uh, we'll shut down all of our centers and exist only virtually? I certainly hope not uh, and, and, and don't think we'll need to. Thank you. Um, we're all in quarantine right now. Uh, who are you in quarantine with and, and how's that working out for you? Uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm thankful. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quarantined with my family, which is my wife, Elisa, who is a, uh, a Taekwondo black belt as well. Actually, we met in a, a Taekwondo class for the first time at Cornell University when we were both students. Very nice. Um, and she's kind of... Uh, Obviously, holding our family together takes care of all of our household needs. Plus, she's uh, uh, got a very sharp mind for, for numbers and details. And so she really helped us for all the federal government uh, applications and um, the financing there. So, you know, that was very helpful to have that taken off of my plate. And then I've got my two sons, David and Joseph. Uh, David is distance learning for Lancaster High School right now, where he's a freshman. And my son, Joseph, is a, a junior at George Washington University, and he's also doing distance learning uh, and finishing up his junior year, you know, online. And in their own ways, they've also contributed a little bit here and there, uh, you know, because they're both they're both black belts. They're not teaching any classes, but I do run some stuff by them or say, okay, I need you to practice something with me because I got to see if this is going to work online. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. And it's all in the family there too. Yeah. Everybody. It is. We are we are a family of black belts, and uh, that's why all of our furniture is made out of Nerf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and don't don't break into michael merton's house either <laughs> it's true that's true um we all have a little spare time as well uh what what are you doing with your spare time what are you watching anything like that uh you know do uh spare not a whole lot of spare time <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to create and it, it seems like the day just disappears very quickly with you know talking to all of our staff remotely and then helping with classes and such but um uh, first, a little bit of cross training, stretching a little bit more. I'm not, I'm, I'm a Taekwondo guy, not a yoga guy, but I do, uh, I'm finding time to do a little bit more stretching because it helps my body quite a bit when I'm doing more face-to-face -face computer work. Um, and uh, my wife and I are both into cycling, so we do some cross training with cycling. And then, yes, finally, at the end of the day, around 10 o'clock, settle in and watch a, a 10 o'clock. I'm kind of a drama show guy, not a, not a comedy guy, so we'll watch a drama show. Um, there's a detective series based on some novels called Bosch on Amazon right now that we're kind of fans of, but you know, just, just an hour of TV at the end of the night to settle down and take our mind off of uh, the business, you know, seems to be helpful to wind down. Good for you. Good for you. Well, Michael Merton's executive director, director of Master Chong's world-class Taekwondo. Thank you so much for coming in. If people want to know more about uh, Master Chong's, where would they go? So they can visit our school website at www.buffalotkd, as in taekwondo.com. And, you know, I should mention that we are just launching starting next week a free community class. Uh, so in addition to the classes we're providing for our students, uh, if they go to buffalotkd.com forward slash community classes, plural, um, they'll see the option to sign up and, you know, they can have an interaction with our staff once a week for 30 minutes in a group class set up just for beginners. Excellent. And we'll, uh, we'll have that link in the show notes. Uh, thanks. Thanks again, Michael, for coming on. I appreciate your time.
My pleasure. Happy to do it. Be, stay healthy, please. Yeah, you too. Thank you.